I'm Carly Palmer Webb, a gender and sexuality researcher, entrepreneur, enthusiastic Jesus lover, and the Christian sex educator. I believe that you can fully embrace your faith and pursue sexual wholeness in every life stage. And I'm here to help you do just that. I provide research-based info to help you prepare for and build sexual relationships worth all the hype, shame not included. This is the Christian Sex Educator Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Christian Sex Educator Podcast. I have been out of town for a couple weeks, and before I left, I pre-recorded the last two episodes, so I feel like it's been a little while since I recorded, and I'm happy to be back and chatting with you today. Um, Today's topic is pretty dang important, and it's definitely one that's misunderstood, So I'm excited to jump in. Today we're going to talk about painful sex for women specifically. We're going to talk about how to avoid it and how to address it if it does happen for you. I get really discouraged when I hear from individuals who have been having painful sex for years, assuming that it's either normal or untreatable. And I don't want that for any of you. So we're gonna start out this episode by addressing a couple of myths, okay, three myths, about painful sex, and then we'll chat about potential causes and solutions if you are experiencing painful sex. So the first myth that I want to talk about is this. For women, the first time will always be painful. I'm very happy to tell you that this is simply not true, contrary to what our friends in high school told us. And spreading this message is setting up a lot of women for really unpleasant experiences. Here's the truth. The first time you experience intercourse, there may be some discomfort. This activity is new for your body and there will likely be some stretching of the skin and the muscles in and around your vagina. But I don't say discomfort as a positive spin on pain. I use that word very purposefully. Discomfort is mild, it's manageable, and it's temporary. Like when I try to touch my toes, there's some discomfort behind my knees as the muscles and whatever else is back there stretch. I'm not very flexible, clearly. My point is that discomfort and pain are very different and pain is much more serious. Now, even though pain with intercourse, even the first time, is not normal, some women will experience it. They'll experience these intense feelings of pain that are difficult to manage. We're gonna chat about addressing that pain if you do experience later on in the podcast, but for now, I really want you to understand that pain with sex, even the first time, is not normal, should not be expected, and is avoidable in many, if not most, cases, okay? Myth number two is that women will bleed when they first have intercourse from the popped cherry, in quotes. There are actually two myths here that we need to address. Let's first talk about popping the cherry. Popping the cherry is a slang phrase that refers to the breaking of the hymen with intercourse. But basically everything that we've heard about the hymen is wrong. For those of you who are unfamiliar with it, the hymen is a thin layer of tissue that surrounds the vaginal opening. In some cases, the hymen covers part of the vaginal opening. 
In the past, you can even find mentions of this in the Bible, it was assumed that the hymen would tear when a woman first had intercourse. It was essentially used as a mark of virginity. If a woman didn't bleed the first time she had sex from the hymen tearing, it was assumed that she wasn't a virgin. This was all based on an incomplete and in many cases totally inaccurate understanding of the female body. And it hurts my heart a little to think of all the women who had to endure the consequences of that inaccurate understanding. So again, here's the truth. The hymen does not need to tear in order for most women to have intercourse. There is no popping the cherry, no guaranteed bleeding with your first time no mark of virginity. It's actually impossible for a doctor to look at a body regardless of gender and determine whether they've had sex before. That's just not a thing. Now, for some individuals, the hymen does cover a significant portion of the vagina. And yes, tearing is possible in those cases, though not guaranteed. But you shouldn't expect to tear or bleed your first time. On the flip side, you don't need to be worried if there's a little temporary bleeding when you transition into sexual activity. We'll talk a little bit more about what to do if you think that your hymen might be covering part of your vagina later on. All right, let's move on to myth number three. If sex is painful, you just need to push through it. This belief is not only incorrect, but absolutely counterproductive. When a person experiences pain with sex and then tries to push through, the cause of the pain is not addressed and at the same time continuing to have sex, specifically intercourse, when there is pain trains your mind to associate sex with pain. Every time you have painful sex, that association is strengthened. When you push through painful sex, you're training your brain to expect pain with intercourse, which perpetuates the problem and makes painful sex more likely. If you only remember one thing from this podcast episode, this is what I want it to be. If sex slash intercourse is painful for you, stop having intercourse. And I'm talking like stop immediately. If you're in pain, stop whatever thing you are doing that is leading to that pain. Sexual pain can be treated and addressed. Just because sex is painful for you now does not mean it will be painful for you in the future. I'm not telling you to swear off intercourse forever or even for an extended period of time. What I'm telling you is this. Sex should not be painful. It should be mutually enjoyable for both partners, whether it's the first time or the thousandth time. If it is painful, stop what you're doing and identify and address the problem. So if that's the case for you, let's chat a little bit about how to identify and address the problem because that part can feel a little bit overwhelming. There are several potential reasons why sex might be painful. I'm not going to cover all of them today, but I'm going to talk about a lot of them just to help make you aware. I'm not a medical doctor, so I'm not an expert in the medical conditions that we're going to discuss 
or their treatments. But I just want to make you aware of some of these things so that you can know if you should reach out to a medical provider and if you do, what to discuss with them. So here are some of the common causes of sexual pain and how to address them. The first thing is insufficient arousal. Sexual arousal works differently for women than it does for men. Men's bodies can be aroused and ready for intercourse very quickly, right? It doesn't take long for a man's penis to be erect and ready for penetration. But for women, the process of preparing for intercourse takes more time. When a woman is sexually aroused, a couple of very important things happen. The vagina lubricates itself and the cervix, which is the door between the vagina and the uterus, it pulls up and back, which makes the vagina longer. Both of these things are necessary for pain-free sex. So when a couple has intercourse, before a woman's body is sufficiently aroused, it will likely be really painful for her. The good news about this one is that the issue is pretty simple to fix. More foreplay for more time. We're talking at least 20 to 30 minutes of touching and kissing and loving on each other before you attempt penetration. If you're just starting out and sex is new for you, or if you have a history of painful sex, double that time. Give your or your partner's body plenty of time to prepare for intercourse, okay? Another thing that can be helpful is using lubricant. Personally, I encourage all couples to try using lubricant whether or not there's pain with sex. It's a great way to increase pleasure for both partners, and I'm not just talking about during intercourse, but for those of you who are experiencing pain with intercourse, lubricant is an absolute must. Some bodies produce more natural lubricant than others. How much natural lubrication occurs with arousal will also change throughout your life as your body experiences aging and hormone changes and all of those fun things. So having a synthetic lubricant handy can help you to enjoy sex regardless of these changes. One other tip here, there are lubricants that have hemp oil or CBD in them that can help minimize some discomfort. It's not going to cover severe pain and you wouldn't want it to, but it can help to minimize some discomfort. You guys know that my favorite lubricant brand is Kokanu. It's the only one that we use and they have hemp infused body oil that can be used as lubricant that can help with that. All right, the next common cause of sexual pain that we're gonna chat about is vaginismus. That's a fun word, isn't it? <laughs> but not such a fun thing to experience. Vaginismus is a condition that causes involuntary muscle spasms in and around the vagina with penetration. This can make penetration very painful and in some cases impossible. It's like the vagina just snaps shut whenever penetration is attempted. And we're talking about penetration of any kind here, not just intercourse. A lot of women who have vaginismus are unable to insert a tampon or a menstrual cup without pain or not at all. Research has helped us to understand that vaginismus has both physiological and psychological components. Things like sexual guilt, fear about intercourse, and past trauma can contribute to vaginismus. In fact, here's a fun fact that's not so fun. 
Some research, including the survey that was conducted in preparation for writing the book, The Great Sex Rescue, shows that Christian women experience vaginismus at higher rates than their non-Christian peers. Why is this? It's likely at least partially due to the fact that many Christian women associate sex with guilt and shame, and our beliefs about sex will impact the way that our body responds to sexual cues. Kind of wild, huh? If you experience vaginismus or think that you might, it's really important that you understand three things. This is not your fault, you aren't broken, and there are treatments available that can enable you to have pain-free, enjoyable sex. If you suspect that you're experiencing vaginismus, whether or not you're currently sexually active, please reach out to a medical professional, like ASAP. If your doctor doesn't recommend that you see a pelvic floor physical therapist, ask them to refer you to one. Pelvic floor physical therapists are so helpful in treating vaginismus and other causes of painful sex. Let's move on to the third cause of sexual pain that we're going to address today, which is physical injury or trauma. One of the main causes of physical injury or trauma, of course, that can lead to painful sex is childbirth. Bless every single one of you who has given birth to a child. When I use the word trauma when talking about childbirth, I usually get some pushback. People will encourage me not to use words like trauma or injury because giving birth is supposed to be such a beautiful experience and our bodies are made to do this. And I can absolutely see where these people are coming from. Yes, our bodies were created with the capacity to grow and give birth to children, which is such a miracle. And giving birth to a child vaginally or via C-section takes a serious toll on the body. It does cause trauma, often physical and emotional. Painful sex is often one of the results of that trauma, and too many postpartum women are enduring painful sex because they think it's normal and unavoidable. But I want you to know that it isn't. Your body needs time and active treatment in order to fully heal, yes. But painful sex after giving birth is not something to normalize. Does anyone else feel like we treat childbirth so differently than other physical traumas? Here's an example. When I was in college, I broke my right hand in an intramural game. It was a pretty bad break and recovery was super not my favorite. I was in a hard cast for six weeks, followed by six weeks in a brace and regular physical therapy. Every week, my physical therapist would help me with movement and flexibility. And my very least favorite part, he would use this plastic tool to scrape my palm where the break had occurred, breaking down scar tissue that had formed. It hurt so badly. And even with all of that, it took months and months before I could play sports again without pain. Is childbirth very different than breaking a hand? Obviously. But is it any less traumatic for the body? I mean, I have no data on this, but I would definitely say no. It's probably much more so. And yet, women who give birth are often expected to heal relatively quickly and without much help or intervention. Most women are given the go-ahead for sex at their six-week postpartum checkup. If my doctor would have removed my cast at six weeks and then said, all right, Carly, you're all good, 
go ahead and play volleyball tonight. You'll be fine. I would have laughed in his face. I was still in so much pain. I hadn't moved my hand in the ways I was used to in a month and a half, and it was stiff and sore and very much still healing. You get my point, right? Childbirth is a big deal. It takes a serious toll on a woman's body. There's often tearing that occurs in and around the vagina. The cervix has been stretched to capacity. In the case of C-sections, there are internal and external wounds. Healing is going to take time. My friends, you will know better than your doctor when you are ready to have sex. Some of you will want to and be able to before the six-week mark. Do your thing. For some, likely most of you, that won't be the case and that's okay. Give yourself the time that you need to heal. Communicate with your partner about your healing process and how they can support you. Be gentle with your body. And if it is at all possible for you, please see a pelvic floor physical therapist who can help you to heal. I'm so serious about this last one. It will make such a huge difference for any woman who has given birth vaginally or via C-section. When you do return to intercourse, keep in mind that painful sex should never be endured. If pain persists for any length of time, please reach out to a medical professional. If they tell you it's normal and just to push through, Find a different medical professional. Okay, the three factors that we've discussed so far, insufficient arousal, vaginismus, and physical trauma, are some of the most common causes of sexual pain, but they definitely are not the only causes. Quickly, here are some other things that can contribute to sexual pain that you may want to discuss with your doctor. Number one is pelvic floor dysfunction. So your pelvic floor is made up of muscles. Things like stress, bad posture, certain activities, and doing Kegels incorrectly or when we shouldn't really be doing them at all can cause those muscles to get tight. And tightness in those muscles can lead to pain during sex. Again, with this, a pelvic floor physical therapist will likely be the best resource in helping you to address this. The next common cause is endometriosis, which is a condition where the tissues that usually line the inside of the uterus grow outside of the uterus. And this can cause several problems, including incredibly painful periods and pain with sex. The next cause is vaginal dryness from menopause, hormonal changes, medication, etc. And here, lubricant will be your very best friend. It is not a problem to need lubricant. So use it, use it a lot. Okay, next common cause of painful sex is infections like yeast or urinary tract infections. Thankfully, pain from intercourse that comes from this type of thing is usually quite temporary and can be treated relatively easily. So if you're experiencing pain from sex, especially if it's new and it didn't come from, you know, trauma, injury, it's not your first time having sex, then look for other symptoms of infection like itchiness, irritation, there's often kind of a fishy smell with some infections. And if you notice those other symptoms, then reach out to your doctor Talk to them about the fact that you think you might have an infection and then they'll be able to diagnose and treat that. The last common cause that I want to talk about today is, like I mentioned earlier, a hymen that partially 
covers the vaginal opening. If you feel like your vaginal opening seems too small for intercourse or for inserting tampons or cups, reach out to your doctor and ask for an exam. If you do have a hymen that's covering part of your vaginal opening, you can have a minor surgery where the doctor removes a small part. It's a quick procedure and the recovery is typically pretty fast. So talk to your doctor if you feel like your vaginal opening is too small for intercourse or for inserting tampons or cups. Okay, I know the list of things that can contribute to sexual pain is pretty long, and we haven't covered all of the reasons in this episode, but the good news is that all of these things are treatable. Just because sex has been painful for you in the past does not mean that it will be painful for you forever. There's absolutely hope for pain-free and pleasurable sex for those of you who have or will experience painful sex at some point. Before we wrap up this episode, I just want to reiterate one very important thing. If intercourse is painful for you, stop having intercourse. Pushing through sexual pain will exacerbate the problem. As you seek out treatment options, you will, of course, want to try to have intercourse again to determine whether it's still painful. Go ahead. But if you try and it's still painful, stop. While you're healing and finding things that eliminate pain, please keep in mind that you and your spouse do not have to have intercourse in order to have a happy, meaningful, and pleasurable sexual relationship. There are so many other ways to help each other experience sexual pleasure and bond in this way. Work together to find ways to connect sexually until intercourse is an option for you. If you want to learn more about what kinds of things you can do if intercourse isn't an option, we talk quite a bit about both oral and manual sex in my newlywed course. So if you haven't heard about my courses, you can go to thechristiansexeducator.com, navigate to the tab that says married, which is where you'll find the resources for married couples, and then look at the newlywed course. Part of that course is learning how you both can experience pleasure with sex in ways that don't include intercourse. So again, my website's thechristiansexeducator.com, Click on the tab for married couples and then look at the newlywed course. And of course, remember that sex should not be painful. Not the first time, not the 500th time, not after having kids, not during menopause. So please, please don't settle for painful sex. That's it for today. Thanks so much for tuning into the Christian Sex Educator podcast. If you are not married, but still want to learn more about sex, embracing sexuality, preparing for a sexual relationship, you can go to thechristiansexeducator.com too and click on whatever tab applies to you, single, engaged, or married. You can find all sorts of goodies there. I'll talk to you soon, my friends. Have a great week. You finished another episode of the Christian Sex Educator podcast. That's one more step in preparing for and building the kind of sexual relationship that you're really hoping for. So congrats! For episode details and links, check out the show notes or head over to thechristiansexeducator.com slash podcast. And don't forget, 
God invented sex and it is oh so good. Come back soon.